0: Part two, functions of the mind. Having discussed those inner aspects which can be identified and make up the person you are today, let's now delve into the realm of mind to discover exactly what purpose it serves and how it works. We'll start by defining what's meant by mind. Many see mind and brain as one and the same. This is not the case. Others will say the brain is where the mind lives. In a sense, this is true, but only in part. We shall demonstrate that your mind and its capabilities extend much further than you'd have believed possible. That it's part of the great universal mind of infinite ability used by all. That the part you call yourself is only the merest, but nonetheless most vital part. Mind is all there is. A totality of all knowledge and experience that ever was, is, and will be. The part you're aware of is only a fraction of the whole. Having defined this thing called mind, let's now build a picture of what we really mean. Take a look at the brain first. Page 46. It's the master control or central processing unit for all your body functions. From eye movement to walking from heartbeat regulation to digestion of food. It does this through the central or autonomic nervous system of which the brain is a part. Instructions pass from the brain via the spinal cord through a network of nerves to all parts of the body. The same system provides feedback to the brain. Messages from the body tell the brain how things are and if instructions previously issued have been carried out these body functions were long considered under automatic control but evidence in recent years has shown otherwise using biofeedback techniques it's been demonstrated that many processes within the body can be controlled by thought. Common examples are those of heartbeat, blood pressure and temperature regulation hooked into a machine to monitor these activities A subject can deliberately alter his present condition by thinking it. When blood pressure goes above normal, a buzzer is activated, getting louder as pressure increases. The subject, being fully aware of what the process is for, imagines reducing the buzzer to zero. And hey presto, his blood pressure actually goes down. More significantly, once the process is learned, usually in just a few hours, the effect is permanent. From there on, he need only think of lowering blood pressure and it actually takes place. What's really happening to make this work? If that same person had attempted to reduce his blood pressure without biofeedback training, he would have been unsuccessful because his conditioned response to the thought, reduce blood pressure, would have been, don't be silly, can't do something like that. It's beyond my control. But when confronted with a buzzer, something he could relate to, it became easy. All he had to do was reduce the noise of the buzzer. He identified with the buzzer as an everyday object that he was familiar with. He was unconcerned about blood pressure, something unseen and unknown. His brain took over and said, "Okay, if you want the buzzer reduced, I'll do it. But the only way is by reducing your blood pressure. This voluntary control becomes a learned experience, which can be initiated at will, with or without the machine. Notice we use the word experience. It's the information fed back to the subject, which gives him the experience of something actually happening. He's not asked to believe anything, but experience a result. The experience provides new conditioning or knowledge about himself knowledge of how to do something that was impossible before biofeedback has been around for quite a while and is well established with numerous clinics mainly in the United States and Europe and several books are available the adventure we're taking here goes way beyond this level biofeedback is mentioned to indicate the mind's potential as we journey into lesser known areas of understanding and knowledge After Yuri Geller amazed the world with his metal bending through thought alone, many more of all ages including a seven-year-old girl have since demonstrated this ability. An Indian yogi demonstrated the control of mind over body when he was buried underground in a small airtight box. Monitoring instruments revealed his ability to switch off all body functions. Breathing and heartbeat stopped. After three days Concerned doctors cut the experiment short and dug him out. The yogi brought himself back to normal. He was in perfect health after three days in a box that would have suffocated you and me in an hour or so. In Australia, the aboriginal world gives ample evidence of extreme mental powers. The bone is pointed at the wrongdoer, and within hours he dies without any physical contact total belief in the ancient laws and ways of his people allow the guilty party no other choice healing by thought alone whether across the street or across the world has been with us since the beginning of recorded history in modern times thousands are benefiting from something regarded by most as coincidence or trickery moving objects by thought psychokinesis as yet it's in its infancy but it is happening precognition telepathy the list is endless books and articles are plentiful on these subjects they mentioned here to bring forward your thoughts in this area an abundance of evidence not only suggests but proves the existence of a power or energy beyond the normal senses it's now time to awaken this ability in mankind as we move forward into a new age of awareness. And mankind is you. The message is struggling for recognition in many ways, but is largely falling on deaf ears. Why? Throughout time, anyone with a message, the teacher, the politician, the guy on the orange box, your neighbor, your parents, the preacher, the author, have all been saying, this is the way it is. Believe me. What they haven't said is this is the way it is, experience it, because they can't. This is where you and I are heading, towards the experience. So bear with me as we go deeper into areas of knowledge and understanding concealed from mankind for a long, long time. Be skeptical by all means, but maintain an open mind. What is this power beyond the senses? It's called many things such as life force, universal mind, God, cosmic energy, supreme intelligence, etc. The label we attach to it does not matter at this point. We move on now to build a picture of what your mind really consists of. Follow the diagrams as we go, starting on page 48. The easiest way to understand the mind is to see it as two basic areas the conscious and subconscious your conscious mind is that part you call yourself the I that you're aware of it includes all the thoughts you're aware of at any given moment your subconscious is that area of mind you're not aware of under normal circumstances modern research indicates this area has infinite scope and ability a limiting factor of negative prompters means only a small fraction of the subconscious is used. This is the deep-seated conditioned response acquired over a lifetime. Stored away without your knowledge and labelled not for recall. Personal filters are built up over the years by your reactions to any situation you experience. They either inhibit or assist you. Information stored here is often linked with negative prompters from the second picture, Preventing achievement in the very things you're trying so hard to succeed in. In the last picture on page 48 is seen the combined effect. A severely limited area of subconscious available with the greater regions blocked off and inaccessible. The most significant point is this. Your conscious mind is the decision maker. But it gets all information for decisions from the subconscious. So in effect the subconscious determines how far you go in life. No matter what your intentions or willpower demand, you can only go as far as the limitations stored in subconscious allow. Where does it all fit? Look at the two diagrams on page 49. In the first, we show the subconscious extending way beyond the physical body. The lower diagram has it all contained within the brain. It doesn't matter which you relate to. We don't wish to impose any particular belief system on you. The important thing is to grasp the idea of a vast untapped potential within you. The only thing we wish to impress on you is the realization that whilst you're here on this earth for the few short years of a lifetime, then you'd be doing yourself a gross injustice if you did not try for the maximum that life has to offer. Consider the following. You are a unique human being. You have the potential in this lifetime to enjoy the best this universe has to offer. The process for everyone is exactly the same. The process is simple and works 100% of the time, whether you believe it or not. The process is conceive, believe, achieve. The only thing between you and your future is is your conscious mind. This is how it works. First, your conscious mind receives thoughts. It does not create any thoughts at all. Secondly, your conscious mind which you control, decides whether to accept or reject each thought. And third, accepted thoughts both positive and negative pass into the subconscious where all the energies of the universe combine to manifest those thoughts for you sounds terrific what's the snag no snags but restating the third point if you accept a thought it goes into your subconscious where an all-powerful energy will do its utmost to make that thought a reality i want a new car (laughs) where's my new car you did it wrong say i have a new car I have a new car. (laughs) Where's my new car? Okay, what happened? At the same time as thinking, I have a new car, you also thought, this is silly. You can't have a new car by just saying it. It costs big money for a new car, and I don't have it. I'd have to save for years to get it. The only way would be to steal one repeating that earlier statement once more. If you completely accept a thought as true, it will pass into the subconscious and universal mind where all the knowledge and power of the universe will combine to manifest it for you. Included in all the knowledge are those negative prompters planted during your life, preventing you from doing the very things you want to achieve. You're not aware of them because they're buried deep in the subconscious. Now, you might think you've somehow got to get rid of this blockage or limiting factor. This would be impractical, as there may be thousands of them, and it would take more than a lifetime to dig out each one and change it. So, how do we do it? Like any other system, you can dig away at the blockage, never knowing how big it is or how long it'll take. Or you can bypass it and go straight to the source. If a landslide blocks the mountain pass with a million tons of rock, what would you do? You could start removing it piece by piece, but the futility of doing this would very quickly become obvious. Try blasting through and you risk further landslides. The only effective way is to go by a different route, but it would take years to find it, you say. Very true, but if someone gave you a map showing the alternate route, You'd use it wouldn't you there are only three things you need in this life a goal the sincere desire to reach it the means to get there it doesn't matter whether your goal is a Rolls-Royce a love affair a million dollars an extra egg for breakfast or just to get through the day happiness health wealth the process is just the same take a look around you at this great, big, beautiful world that we all live in. What do you see? What do your senses tell you? Can you imagine a world where every plant was the same plant? Nothing but tulips everywhere. No trees, no bushes, no crops to harvest, no grapes to make the wine. Just tulips. Where every electrical device was the same. Nothing but electric drills. No lights. No TV, no heaters, no irons, no food mixers, no radio. Just electric drills everywhere. Where every vehicle was the same vehicle. Imagine a world of nothing but grey Volkswagen's. No trucks, no buses, no mobile cranes, no Fords, no motorbikes. And what if every animal was the same animal? Kangaroos. Nothing but kangaroos everywhere. No lions, no horses, no pigs, cows, chickens, no alligators, no wombats, no birds, no insects, no fish in the sea. Just kangaroos hopping around. Wherever you look, life is expressed in a huge variety of form. Not only in kind or species, but individual creatures and individual objects are each different from one another. Is all this some freak occurrence in the universe? Hardly. Is the bridge that man builds across the river a freak or coincidence? Is the motor vehicle or the crop in the field or the spaceship an accident of nature? Of course not, you say. They result from conceiving an idea, faith in the ability to create, converting substance into the thing, and hey presto, it's there, achievement. If the plant could talk, it might say that God, its God, I planted a seed in the universal soil, and here I am, a rosebush. A story of murder. Deadly silence spread over the courtroom as the only witness was asked to identify the murderer. Ten suspects had to walk slowly past, one by one. When the murderer entered, the witness screamed. The witness was a plant, a philodendron. victim another philodendron both had been in the same room ten people were asked to go into the room one at a time one of them had to destroy one of the plants nobody knew the guilty party except the second plant in the courtroom the surviving philodendron was hooked into a machine measuring electrical resistance across its leaves as the suspects filed by it did not register anything until the murderer came in at which point the needle on the scale shot over to maximum the murderer confessed his guilt this experiment was actually carried out proving plants can sense events beyond their physical existence how else but by some common medium in which we all live telepathy instant communication by thought over any distance There's enough evidence now. It does exist. Clairvoyance. Removing the barriers of time and space. Visions of past, present, future. It really happens. What about something more familiar? Electrical energy. We cannot see electricity, and no one actually knows what it's made of. You cannot inspect it under a microscope. All you can do is observe its effect. And because you know it exists, you make good use of it. It doesn't matter that you don't know what, how, or why it is. So it is with this thing we call universal mind. You cannot measure it or weigh it. You cannot see it under the microscope or bottle it. But you can experience its effect, which you will do towards the end of the program. Take a look at page 50. The world is full of examples, one source expressing itself in many forms but how can we recognize it? if you tune into your favorite radio station you know the radio is picking up radio waves that are all around you just the same tune into Universal Mind and you get the results of its energy too if your radio is not tuned correctly into a station you get nothing or at best some static noise just because you don't hear the broadcast does not mean the radio wave energy has disappeared It's still there all around you. So it is with universal mind. The vast majority of mankind is simply not tuned into it. What's more, very few even know of its existence, let alone how to tune in. Now you and I take the radio for granted. But give one to a native in some far-off land where such things have never been seen before, and what happens? He'd probably weigh it in his hand, turn a couple of control knobs then throw it away as a useless piece of junk. If you turned it on, tuned into a station and turned up the volume, he would back off in fear or superstition. What is this strange magic box that talks? Maybe it can do many other things, things that might harm me. He holds up his hand against something he doesn't understand. This is exactly what's happening in today's Western world. A small proportion of people are experiencing universal mind and some of its effects when hearing of isolated examples most retreat saying trickery impossible freak of nature or whatever they move away from something not understood an unknown which challenges and perhaps threatens their view of reality the secure world they live in let's go back to the newly discovered tribe in the jungle If we approach them in a different way about the radio, explaining that someone far away is speaking into a box similar to this one, showing them the radio, and that it sends special waves, just like the wind, saying, you cannot see the wind, but you know it's there because you can feel it with the hand. And you can't see the radio waves, but you can hear them with this box. It's made to catch the radio waves, just as the cupped hand catches the wind. If you tried explaining radio waves without being able to give them the experience of hearing the effect, you'd lose most of the audience. A few only would express some belief in what you said. None would have an experience turning belief into truth or knowing. This is where you and I are now with this thing called universal mind. You're not asked to believe anything we say here. Belief is no use without experience. And belief will very rarely give you an experience belief alone does not reveal a truth or knowledge of a truth only experience can demonstrate a truth leading to knowledge and what's more knowledge for the sake of knowledge has little value it should be used in a creative sense this brings us to the end of part two for the next step we discover how to tune into this infinite universal mind